This is Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics. And this is Jacob Brass with Longleaf Fertilia, and you are listening to the Herpeticulture Podcast, which is part of the Herpeticulture Network. Enjoy. Hello. Hello. Testing. Oh, my mic's not working. Yes, it is. Oh, your headphones are, uh, are turned down because I. You're the second one. Can you hear me now? Yeah, about now. Yeah. Can I hear me? Oh, yes, we can. I'm Hello. getting two more of those mics. I'm going to send one to Phil, and then I'm going to swap out. I, honestly, I like those $20 Behringers more than I like this like $70 Sure. Yeah, stick with these until we can like upgrade to like, some I don't, series. I don't even know that we need to. Like Honestly, really? the sound quality on those so far has been like the best out of what we used over, over time. Dude, Behringers, the tits, man. Like when I got them, I was like, yeah, like build quality is nice, 20 bucks, cool. And then, then the it just, sound. It sounds freaking good, dude. Sounds great. And then when you go back and listen to this, you sound clear, and this sounds a little sort of muffled almost. I don't know how to explain it, but either way, Phil was talking about how he needs a new mic, so I was like, I'll get you one of those, bro. Send it to him. Oh, yeah. And we can be mic twinsies, and you get to sit over there like a little. Like a little bitch. That was unnecessary. Uh, well, a little aggressive tonight. Welcome. It's episode one fifty-seven of THP, the Herpeticulture Podcast. I am Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics. And I am Jacob Bratz of Longleaf Reptilia. And it's hot. It is it's a little hot. muggy. It is a little muggy. I really wanted to road cruise tonight, I man. I know, dude. I was leaving. Dude, work. I was like, I'm about oh. to tell Jake to fuck off for the night. Like, I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. go right around. Dude, I wanted to so bad, but I had to pick my girlfriend up from work because her car is down. And I just, I don't, you know, I don't just, know because it, it would have been such a good night. It was a full moon last night. Yeah, it is true. So I don't and know so that it would have been necessarily a good yeah, the moon cycle. I don't know. May not have been great. slamming, but I think it would have produced something. It makes it sound like those housewives with the crystals and things like the moon. The moon sign the moon is wrong. Phases. Uh, this episode is brought to you by blackboxcages.com. Please check them out. Facebook, Instagram, hit them up on their website, see all the awesome stuff they offer. Get in touch. We love our racks and cages from Black Box, and we do. I can pretty much promise that you will too. Yeah, I can. I nah, I don't pretty much promise. I will promise you will like well, them. There's going to be people that are like, oh, it did it, it, it. You know, it there's going to be that. This is the only reason that you wouldn't like these is if you're just partial to a certain company and don't want to give credit where credit is due or your part. Because I understand being partial to a company, like that's fine. We're partial to Black Box, yeah, exactly. Because we're partial to Black Box, but that's the only scenario that you're not going to like Black Box just because you have a preference to a certain caging company, and that's fine, you know. But not saying you're right, but. Yeah, so please yeah. check them out. Awesome stuff. And then Steve Snakes ran his Venom Hot Sauce. Uh, grab you some if you like. If you're a, a foodie or you're someone who likes, is a hot sauce connoisseur, if you grab some of Steve Snakes ran Venom Hot Sauce, you're helping him out with public outreach, education, rehabilitation, relocation, all the 
Asians. All the Asians you can think of, baby. That's right. Rescuing. Rescuations. All the goods. All the goods. Last Snakes and Stogies, we had Bill Brad, you know, our our Lizard Brain radio host, Bill Bradley, on to talk about starting, I won't necessarily say a zoo, but like a public facility, like an educational facility for people to come and check out, you know, like a reptile house, I guess, is more or less what I'd call it. I don't know what you'd call it, but that and like public education and Steve actually commented because I posted the snippet today, like a week later. Yeah. Um, And he was like, man, you should have had me on with that one. I was like, we totally should have. Yeah. that was kind of a wasn't last minute, but it was something that we had that episode with Bill, we had kind of kicked it down the line a couple times before it finally happened. Yeah. So, but yes, next time that is a really good idea. We should we should get the opinions of both Bill and Steve because both see these things and interact with the public on a regular basis. And it's even more interesting because Steve's at one end of the of the country and then bills at the other side so yeah i can gotta get he's uh, at the top steve's at the bottom down there in louisiana louisiana but we haven't had we had corn stars last week right so yeah it's been a minute what's what's new <laughs> what turn on the I fan mean, huh Is it? I, don't know. I mean i'm fine but are you I mean, if you're not but what you can turn on the fan if you want i say if you want to turn off the fan man turn on the fan your titties get a little sweaty. So. Uh, I get sweaty, period. It's all the caffeine and the insulation that my Dude, body Dude, you're going to end up with half your head being chopped off. Oh, my off. God. It's not even real. You better, you better hope it's not. That's your future, bucko. <sighs> Look, but, I burn the midnight oil after these shows to upload them and everything. So I, I burn gotta, a lot of gas gotta, and the midnight I oil. I have the, the strength. The mental, oh, the mental sharpness. Oh, to upload these things and make sure that everything's where it needs to be, when it needs to be there. All that good stuff. Dude, I, I go to bed and wake up just about as early as you do. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and I don't drink even the slightest bit of coffee. But you're just, you have a high metabolism. You're like a squirrel. You have a what naturally is, high metabolism. What does that have to do with energy? Everything. I don't have those reserves. You don't have those reserves because you've been drinking too much. Uh, these, these at this rate keep me at zero. Yeah, that's a problem. This is out of gas, isn't it? Oh, we got a little bit of flame there. Uh, Get her resting. Caffeine and nicotine is what's for breakfast. <laughs> it's not always your breakfast. Yep. Yeah, I mean, uh, nothing really new. I set up my three stack of V70s from Black Box oh, the other week. Yeah, it was good. Um, what did you end up putting in them? Was they fits? The, no, uh, the three uh, thorn scrubs. So the, the, my three adults. In the V. Oh, wait. When did you get adults? From Montrose. A while ago. When? I have a trio of adults. What? Yeah. I have proven breeders. I thought you got the ones from Elmer. I did. How I got, many do you have? I got no. See, I got baby Emery's from Elmer, the Brewster County. I got baby Emery's. Then I got the. I have a proven pair, and then I, I got another adult female of the Thorn Scrubs. 
news to me. I'm not Maybe news it's to not you. because I told you mentioned. I know I told you about this. You mentioned possibly putting them together, but you haven't. Yeah, like that I, was I one of the cool pairs them. that you were like, I might just do it just to see if if it happens. Yeah, I didn't cool them or anything. So, hmm. but I'm probably moving soon. To, or I mean, I am moving soon. I have to move soon. Um, but uh, so I don't want to. Yeah, you know, on the happenstance, anything did happen. I don't. I worry about females. You know ovulating or anything like that during a move and don't be scared i'm scared man i wouldn't be scared if i wasn't like i said moving but <clears throat> that's got me kind of yeah yeah you know. so no biggie i ain't worried about it i'll put them together next year next year is gonna be oh buddy all types of stuff all types of stuff going next year like um, what like carpets, like thorn scrubs, like albino pines, like fork line gophers, uh, possibly my yellow rats. I don't know. Maybe even the grays if they keep going at the rate they're going. Who knows? Nice. So, but I probably won't pair all of that if everything's ready, but definitely albino floridas and the forks and definitely carpets at the least. So, yeah, that's it. I'll be next year, though. Um, but, yeah, as far as, like, new stuff, man, I mean, not, nothing really new. I'm just maintaining it at this point. It's a lot of, a lot of stuff. Yeah. Staying constantly busy. Just I feel like I'm all over the place. But, yeah, just maintaining it. Things are growing like crazy, man. I upgraded a few animals, like, food size. It's so funny seeing that, like, initial, like, burst once you upgrade food. You know what I mean? Like switching something from pinkies to fuzzies like that or something like that. You know, those initial, that initial switch over for, to fuzzies, like they just explode for, you know, a couple months. And my grays, my grays really did that last few months. I got them on bigger adult mice and they're just, they've just been growing like weeds, man. Speaking um, of, I went to go check on the mice the other day and I'm fairly certain that same damn yellow rat that busted in and ate oh my like two of those small adults was back in one of those bins, ate one, killed another one, like wrapped it, and I guess just never Gee, ate it. Whiz, so, man. It was the it looked very similar. Like it was that it was a that sort of a darker sort of tone and about the same, same size. size. And so I was like, oh, this this motherfucker again, man. Like, okay. I bet like you the it first is. Time he, it knows where, cool. he knows where the, the meals is now. Second time, whatever. But now let's get to the point where it's like, all right, dude. If he comes back, I'll keep him. Then it's just a sign. Yeah. If he comes back, I'll keep him. Dude, oh my gosh. Oh, oh. So you remember the other week where I was, I sent a yellow rat into the group from Kalawasi? Mm-hmm. So I didn't keep that. Literally, dude, I found another one like just the other day, like you know, on the same road. And I'm like, dude, I'm such a freaking idiot. I could I could have kept both of these things. And I probably I think that I think it was I think the other one was a female. But dude, this thing was I didn't send a picture because I was I've been busy as all heck. But um Dude, is all... Look how pretty. Tell me that ain't one of the prettiest yellow rats you've seen at that size. I mean, those are those are interesting because they have almost like this 
greenish gold wash. Yeah, to and, him. but like this girl, like she had, she was like the classic darker look that you'll see on most of the rat snakes around here. Because a lot of the rat snakes, you know, that we find here, or at least the yellows, I mean, it's all we get is yellows, are really dirty, you know. And this girl, de- I mean, this animal was definitely dirty, but yeah, they are not the, the, the pretty Florida yeah, yellows. But she still, her patterns, like I really think just because of how defined her pattern is there that I think those stripes are going to come out really, really specific when she gets to an adult because she was, don't get me wrong. She was dark and dirty, but nothing like some of the other ones you see at that size, you know, they're at that size. They're normally blotching out really bad and they're starting to look really, you know, dirty, you know, but she just had really defined, you know, saddles on her. And I don't know, just a really nice animal. And I was, I, you know, if I, thought about calling you when i saw the the one back in the in the grow out bin but i think it was like it was on my way home from work so it was already like 8 30 and i was like i didn't have my uh, yeah. hook or anything on me i didn't have anything to put it in and i was just like you know what i'm just gonna let him go and yeah if we see him again then i'll let jake know and he can yeah. decide what he wants to do but <clears throat> uh, i'm trying to wait for because i'm going to start collecting more stuff this year um especially because i I work on a lot of like private islands that you don't get normal access to, you know, being a local because they're private and you kind of have to live there, go out there. Yeah. So, but I get to go out to these places because I work at these places. And so I'm trying to, there's certain ones, you know, I don't think it it would be, I think it would be frowned upon to collect anything, but others I know wouldn't matter. So I'm trying to get on some of these private islands, get some island locality yellows, and I've been keeping an eye out for corns and stuff. I never see corns, though, man. I feel like I never see corn snakes around here. I mean, obviously, we have them and we see them, but they're just not not around like they used to be, man. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think that that's necessarily the case. I think it's completely dependent on where you are, but we have to... Like there's gonna be, we have to figure out something to where like Monday night we can go cruise or something, and I can just tell Phil to like kick rocks for a night. Yeah, and we can go cruise out in Jasper like we've been talking about doing. Either that or wait until the other side of summer. Yeah, I mean Sundays I'm usually pretty free in the evenings. I know you're off. I you know you got family stuff. Uh, it depends. I don't know. That's uh, you just tell me, man. I'll I'll work around whatever. You tell me when you want to go. So, I mean, Snakes and Stogies doesn't start until 9, so, I mean... Right, but I just figure by the time, like, we get out there, depending on yeah when it is we go, and, like, that's only probably cruising for, like, what, an hour, and then we have to sort of drive back, because it's... Yeah, because you know, I think Sunset's sunset's pretty close to 8 o'clock right now, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's, like, it 7.45. Was, yep, because when we were in Edisto last weekend, it was at, like, 20 till, because we were looking at it, because we were trying to eat, and then we were trying to go to the beach, and catch it before it yeah it went so yeah and i normally i try to go and like your kind of prime time quote unquote is like a 30 minutes before sunset and 30 minutes after i never really have luck 30 minutes before sunset at least road cruising mm-hmm. um it's normally I, yeah, like I, as soon as the lights go out that's normally when i in a really rural area where you don't right. have a lot of traffic i think then you have a better shot at it but yeah yeah i agree but like this time of year like as soon as the lights are lights are out boy it's it's on like pretty much anywhere that doesn't get like an excessive amount of traffic you know especially on a day like this where it's muggy and not we had some rain and oh tonight would have been such a good night dude i wanted to go so bad and i was like no i can't um i have this nice yeah. little sort of circuit 
that I'll I'll go on my way home. That basically is it's going out of my way to get home, but it ends up making right. a, a loop back to the house. Right. Um. And it's pretty thorough. I mean, it hits all sort of the more rural parts of of the backside of the island here, but. Mm. <clears throat> I found that ring neck a couple yeah. weeks ago, which was like the coolest thing ever to me yeah. because I've never seen a ring neck in person. I couldn't believe that, that out of all these years. Like I've only like, don't get me wrong. I've only found, I don't know, three or four, maybe, you know, they're far and few between mm-hmm. for me, you know, but I'm surprised that so many years of living on the island, you know, like when you were a kid and stuff that you never came across those. There's actually one day, you remember the, remember, I'm trying to think. The house I lived in. Yeah, the, you said that was single wide trailer. Yeah. yeah, we had a little pond back there, dude. I went you back said there. You found a few. Yeah, I you? found two flipping like the same day. I was back there flipping trash, and I found two of them in two different spots. That was freaking awesome. I'm sure, it wasn't the same one, and it had just teleported. Positive. I don't know. It was really cool to see one because yeah, no, that's awesome. That is one of the interesting things about living sort of on a like an area composed of a lot of islands and barrier islands and stuff like that is like, Mm. you don't know what's here and what isn't like, I know there's, there's steraria everywhere here because those are super common. I know there's racers everywhere here because they're super common. Same with yellow rats and copperheads and, I've oh, you mean like on the island specifically, right. not necessarily Beaufort County, just like the island. Yeah, I got Ladies, island, Ladies yeah. island. Yeah, like I've never seen a that. Ring makes neck. sense. So I didn't think about cool that. To, yeah, and then I like I did some re- like reading up and stuff on them after I found that one because I was like, you know, there's different subspecies of them, and so I was like, I wonder which one this one was because the belly just like you look at them from above and it's just a little like slate gray snake, nothing special. But dude, I saw the freaking belly and I was like, Holy crap. Like it's so bright. It was unbelievable. Yeah. It's really red, right? No, this is a yellow. Oh, yellow. Okay. Yeah. It's the, so uh, I've seen them. I've seen some with like red bellies with the yellow ring. Yeah. But... There's, there's Edward's eye and then punctatus is what we have. Mm. And, uh, that thing was just like, I, it sucked cause I had my flashlight in one hand and I'm trying to like, hold this thing and it's like squirming around. So then I have to like put my flashlight down in the seat of my car and I'm like trying to take a picture of it while I'm holding it. And it's just, it was, it sucked, but that's why I always get as they lay shots. I walk up with the, this guy was already moving. By the time I, like I rolled up on him, I saw something small moving. I was like, I automatically was like, it's a red belly, whatever. Yeah. Like it's still cool. Red bellies are still cool. But I was like, that's, it was the same size and everything. I was like, it's a red belly. Cool. Let's check it out. And I get out and I was like, that's not a red belly. That's a ring neck. Yeah. And I thought it was the coolest thing, man. You can ask Katie. Like, I was super, I, like, I was so buzzed and, like, pumped about it. I, yeah, I, dude. It was hard to sleep. I geek out every time I, I find it. As, as lame man. as that sounds, you know, I was just like, this is, I've never seen one. And so, like I said, like, now I know that they're here. Yeah. And I did more research on them when I got home and read, you know, I read up on them. And apparently they did some study at one point. I forget where. And the number they put was that there's they suspect that there's like 700 to 1200 per like 2.75 acres. Like in like Beaufort? No, or no, just like in general. In general, okay. Uh, what was interesting is like, so I read that and instantly I was kind of like, I don't know that I buy that because if that was the case, I'd be seeing these things everywhere. Yeah, but... Like you'd be seeing cats bringing them up, dead... 
like they you'd see a lot more of them. I would yeah, think. Yeah, but a lot of them the live case. underground. You know, they're they're such a small snake. You know, they stay they stay low. You know what I mean? So that wouldn't I don't that know. wouldn't surprise me. You said two point something per it's acre. One, yeah, like two point seven five acres. There's like seven hundred twelve hundred. I think. Was oh, seven hundred twelve hundred. Yeah, I would see I a lot, see like, especially at my like parents' place. Like we'd find them in the pool all the time. Like we find Storaria in the pool all the time, but we don't find ringnecks. And so when the question, like when I read that, that I was talking to in the group with is like, I'm curious how much those in Storaria compete naturally right, yeah, because yeah. they're occupying pretty much the same like little micro habitats. Mm-hmm. They're eating pretty the much same the same stuff, thing. Yeah. They're pretty much the same size. Like they're pretty evenly matched in terms of ecological competition so it made right. me wonder if you're likely to see one more than the other in an area because it's yeah. like gangs in new york you know like Storaria, <laughs> they've set up shop and that's like their area like they've they've outcompeted ringnecks right. and that's why i don't know that's a question for tony mills whenever we can get him on because he 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 worked with the savannah river ecology labs <clears throat> he'd probably have a good insight into that but i just it had me thinking it had me, you know i had the gears turning after finding it i was like did some reading and it was like, I wonder if that's the reason I see Storaria all the time and I don't see ringnecks is because they're just Storaria more just, abundant they've, here. They've yeah. somehow succeeded better than ringnecks have. But yeah, I think it just depends because like Bluffton area, that's yeah, I found ringnecks out in Bluffton, mm-hmm. you know, but I've never seen Storaria. I've honestly seen more ringnecks than I have Storaria. It's been the opposite for me, but granted, at the same time, I didn't grow up on Lays Island, so. Yeah, Storaria we find in the pool a lot, especially now that it's uncovered this time of year. Like when I go to check on the mice in the mornings, I go to the skimmer box and look. Yeah. It's, it's like Christmas morning every time. <laughs> like, What's in here today? Yeah. <laughs> and hopefully it's alive. Most of the time it is, but like freaking frog season, dude. Oh, There's dude. so many toads and leopard frogs, and sometimes we'll get bullfrogs all up in that pool. You found a little snapping turtle in there too. <laughs> what was it, two yeah. years ago? <laughs> Yeah, that was crazy. Little water snakes, you get little Neurodia, yeah. you get little mm-hmm. bandits, baby bandits. I've mm-hmm. yet to find a big water snake. They've all been hatchlings, like yeah. fresh, like little guys. Yeah, which I thought was interesting because I never, I don't see adults very often. But baby season, like there's plenty of baby right. bandits yeah. roaming around. I don't know. It's just interesting. That just goes back to what I was talking about, like species on an island. You know, are there some that just aren't here? Like Eastern, well, no, Eastern Diamondbacks yeah, are here because I've seen pictures of those here documented, like I, on the island. I would almost go, I would more so go to wonder if, like, you know, with like water snakes, do you have red belly water snakes here or I've do you have, them. exactly, you probably have mostly bandits I've only around seen here. Bandits, yeah. Exactly. As you know, but in like my neck of the woods, I see both. Mm-hmm. On my side, I see red bellies. I wouldn't say frequently. I think bandits are definitely way more abundant than red bellies, mm-hmm. but I know. And that's another I've interesting question. Yeah. Like, why is that? Exactly they're so similar in terms of, I mean, they're identical, right. In terms of the habitat and food and stuff yeah. like that. Like there's yeah. no reason for them to not be abundant. Yeah. No. So I don't know, but like I found a pine snake. This was, yeah, that must've been, long this time was like 2000, maybe 2008. If I had to guess, I would question if and those are was, still on my, it was in my, like on, the main drag to my parents' house, that paved road. 
and like me and my it was middle of the day too like me That's and my dad were going crazy. home and like we it was sitting in the middle of the road and my dad of course swerved and i knew exactly what it was when i you know even as we were passing over it i was like i thought for whatever reason i was like oh it's a pool snake because i wasn't super hip to right. at the time yeah. and then we ended up grabbing it that thing was pissed <laughs> it didn't get hit or anything like that but it was upset and so we took it home we had it for a little while and then we ended up calling the hunting island nature center and i think they took it but i don't know what they did with it after that but i've never seen a pine snake since no and I now mean, i kind of regret doing that like it should have just stayed there but you know, i was like 16 or 17 at times so i was like oh cool yeah so i don't know like that's that's makes yeah. me wonder it's like are pine snakes completely like extirpated from the island now and like, see, do we yeah, that's the any? thing is like if you look at ladies island like as a whole the amount that it's grown in the last 15 years is insane mm -hmm. you know like i would love to hurt more out here but there's really nowhere to do it like there's no roads that are really secluded anymore and you know everywhere's well, got traffic i mean did you like, like where two weeks ago i think we were finishing cleaning up mice or something you turned around because like I was leaving my parents to go home and between that turn to go down Springfield to go down my street, you would like whipped around because I saw your plate. Yeah, you there kept was going. So I was like, I wonder if he's going to like cruise Cusa or something because no, I actually around. just no, I actually just turned around because there was like a trucker pulling somebody out of a ditch and traffic was backing oh. up and this owl was like, yeah, screw this. I whipped around. But I know, and I've cruised back like there. The going to Kusa. See, Kusa like, is like, the, early, like late morning too. I was like, what the hell is he doing? No, it might it was like noon. Yeah. I was like, what the hell is he doing? Are you going to no. find anything out there? See, right Kusa is a little different though, because Kusa is a smaller island. Much that smaller. is more, that is more exclusive. That's not Ladies Island though. You know, like I wouldn't find a yellow from Kusa and a yellow from Ladies and Breedom, even though, like, I mean, you could obviously, but Dude, like, that'd creek, be, that's though, the cool thing the about the that island locality. though is so small. It almost might as well be Ladies Island because yeah, but do you think yellow so rats cross are crossing that. that river? Like honestly, I don't doubt it. I'm not saying they couldn't, but like I just I don't see it. You know, it's small. I mean, I can like literally because we got married at that boathouse right there. Yeah. That was where the ceremony was. You were there. Yeah, like you could literally take a rock and throw it across that river and hit the bank on the other side. Yeah, it's not that far. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, that's what I'm saying. You could, but there's and... something there's something different about having like a true island locality. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, I guess you're, you know, you're right. But Kusal is more rural. But the see, that's the other thing is like that's the other kind of shitty part around here is like a lot of these places that are kind of in the back, even though there's roads, a lot of those roads are private too that mm -hmm. you can get in trouble for going down. You know, there there won't be any signs of you know private or whatever, but. It'll be somebody's the bullets hitting your driveway. Will surely tell you. Oh yeah, you'll story. find out real quick. That's why, like, I was cruising um, the Jasper area way out there, dude. And I found a juicy spot. Oh, dude. Oh man, it is. Oh, I wanted to go so bad, but it was like this long dirt road, and I could just see like a house in the middle of a field with the lights on, and I'm like. Yeah, see, this is just this asking is, for a bad time, like, a you know, and I was like, I want I want to go back out during the day because it was like dark when I went, you know, I, I didn't see any signs or anything, but I don't want to be in unknown area in the middle of the night, you know, so I whipped it around, especially by myself. I don't like cruising by there's, myself, well, to be honest. I get kind of skeeved out when I'm There's some myself. parts 
that I I would love to go cruise like most of St. Helena. I ain't cruising St. Helena at night, dude. Yeah. Anywhere. Yeah. Anywhere. I had a friend who lived out there and it was her and like her two kids. And she woke up multiple times to people in her house. Oh god. And they found a lot of bodies out there, a lot of burned cars with bodies in them. Yeah, I'm not like, saying St. Helena. St. Helena is, is not a great spot. Like it's really a lot of it's farmland. A lot of it is wooded. There's not a like huge developments or anything on it, but it's also where a lot of the local gangs go to do their bidding. So I don't know that I want to be driving around out there at night because if I witness something that I wasn't supposed to see. There's there's yeah. one dirt road. I can't remember exact. I know where it's at. I, I can't remember what road you turned down on, off of, you know, that main road on Santa, but that's a nicer area that I, but it has a dirt road right near the beach. It's kind of real sandy Coffee back point? in there. It might be caught. I'm pretty, I can't remember if it's coffin point trees over a road. No, I know where you're talking that's about. Point, yeah, that's you're talking about. Yeah, that is it's down Coffin Point, but right before that, because that's a little private yeah, area, right? Cool. If you bank a right right before that, the, that goes up and makes like a little circle mm -hmm. area back there. That, that's what I'm talking about. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's a that's massive. There's still parts of that island I've never. Even, oh yeah. Like yeah. roads on that island, I've never even been down. Oh, I'm sure I've been over there a lot because of work. I I was doing all my. I was doing all the inspections out there for a while, but yeah, that's just one. That's one of like two parts of town that I'm just I'm not gonna go road cruising at night because that's a just asking for trouble. Dude, how awesome would it be to go drive around Hunting Island right at road and cruising time? You could. It's not closed. I thought they closed at night. Like the main road's still open to go to Fripp. Oh yeah, they go to Fripp. I meant like actual Hunting Island. That would be pretty cool. That would be fucking awesome. I wouldn't want to cruise that road, man, because too many people Just be flying too, yeah, down that road. I think you got to go to somewhere that's like a low speed limit and little traffic. Like there might not be that much traffic, but man, you park in the wrong spot. Someone's going to come around there doing 100 miles an hour on a road yeah, like that. Yeah, people don't play, man. No, not on that one. Which is funny because that road is all kinds of jacked up with like potholes. Dude, and it's so bad. Like the oak trees get so big that they they get under the pavement and then it gets like raised. Yeah. So you have like what's essentially mini speed bumps, but they're irregular and in yeah. just, it's Dude, going your down, alignment is going to be so yeah. jacked up. Dude, going down that road now, it's more like a, you kind of like float down it. Like mm -hmm. you're, it's always like, a, ooh, ooh, yep. you know, it's, it's terrible, man. I remember I, whenever I had my motorcycle, me and a, ooh, me and my right. buddy took a ride down there. And now that was fun going down on a motorcycle till you hit a big pothole and you're like, fuck. Bend a rim. Yeah. But how was, so Ben Frame came down. Oh, last yeah. Weekend. I wanted to talk about that and sort of how, how that went. Just the series of events, unfortunately. Well, not unfortunately. I was, I was out of town. Me and, me and Katie went on vacation to Edisto Island, which I'll get into too, I guess, after we talk about yeah. this. So I missed Ben, unfortunately. Yeah, that sucks. But that just means that whoever comes down next, whether it's Ben or one of the other peeps, then I have to make sure that I'm around yeah, for that. So. For sure. But yeah, so Ben was kind of like the first person who was like, hey, I'm coming down to like look for snakes. You know, put me on some. And I was like, all right, 
Pressure's on. I've been talking a lot. I've been you talking a lot of crap this whole time. Telling people to hit me up. Somebody finally did. So I was like, all right, word. So he was at, he asked me like early on, like weeks, weeks in advance. And I told him, I was like, early April will be good, man. Come on. Of course, the weekend he comes down, like it was getting into like the forties at night. I'm like, I was losing my mind, dude. And, and literally the weekend yeah. he came was the coldest weekend. For some we reason, had. Jake felt like it was his fault that the weather was I knew cold. it was. No, but it was my fault. I felt like it, I felt bad because I told him it would be good. But then it started getting cold and it was off and on. I'm like, man. Yeah, I know. But I should have told him to come out later. It's either here nor there. You know, he still had a good time. Um, but yeah, the one weekend he comes, it's freaking cold. But, you know, he still drove down. And, uh, yeah, shout out to – yeah, but by the way, this is Ben Frame from A&B Reptiles. Go check him out. He's an awesome dude. Um, we had a great time. But, yeah, he came down on a Friday. He got in Friday night. I met up with him. We had some dinner, hung out. Where'd you go? Uh, Waffle House. Yeah, he stayed up the road. He stayed right the up. The best. Yeah, dude. Beaver has to offer. Dude, if you – if you don't live near a Waffle House and you know what Waffle House is, you see one, you want that shit. Southern Hibachi. Dude, it's the best, man. Hibachi of the uh, South. But no, it was literally right next to his hotel. He was uh, out there on... He said he was in Yemisee. Yeah, like right at the exit there at 33 by my house. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he was in a yeah. hotel up there and there's literally a Waffle House right across the street. So he's walked over there and had a good time. I picked him up early Saturday and we started off in um, uh, Picnic Colony Wildlife Refuge all the way on the other side of town. <laughs> um, so that was fun. We walked. Oh, God, dude. I don't even I don't even know how long we walked. I'm talking miles, miles. Wait, we wa- where's Pinkney? Pinkney is right between the two bridges going to Hilton Head. Oh, you know how you get, you know, yeah, man, because it's such a nice spot. Dude, it's fantastic. I want to go like now, like now that it's warm, warmed up again. I want to go when it's warm, dude, because I'm telling you that place. I, I, if there's going to be indigos around here, they would be out there. Yeah. Diamondbacks, too. I would bet you. I would bet you if there's diamondbacks there, they would be out there. But it's a lot of really good habitat. We didn't even get. I mean, we didn't even, we were out there for four or five hours and we didn't even, you know, scrape the surface of that place, man. I'm it's such a thing between the two bridges. So, you know how you go over the one bridge or there's two bridges. I mean, I say two bridges, but you go over as soon as you go under the, the overpass. The one with the new that has a little gas station underneath it on the right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Look, as soon as you go under the overpass, you go over one bridge right. and you hit a little patch of asphalt. Right. Yeah. On that patch of asphalt, you make a left. Okay. And that that's Pickney Colony. It's literally you turn left and you drive on a causeway that goes up to the island. Gotcha. And it's a wildlife refuge. You don't go over that next right. big bridge that goes. Yeah, 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 no, it's literally right between them. I'm tracking. Um, so it's a beautiful, beautiful island. Um, you can buy it. It's, it's, the only thing is you can't drive it. You go to a parking area, park, and you walk. A lot of walking. You got to walk good ways just to get past all the salt water. Um, Which is fine because the land here is pretty flat. So, yeah, it's yeah. not like upstate or anything like that where yeah. you're the 
high grades or anything like that. It is gravel though, and that crap starts to hurt your feet after a minute. I'll tell you that. But uh, you wear decent shoes. Oh yeah, that's rule number one. Yeah, no, I wore my Columbia hiking boots, but those things are a tad small, and they ended up hurting my feet a little bit. But oh. These are actually my good, my good walking shoes. Um, but yeah, so he we started out there, and it was probably. Uh, very low 60s. It was probably right at 60 degrees once we got out there. It was pretty warm in the sun. Um, I actually wanted to bring my temp gun in case we did find anything. I wanted to take some temperatures, but I forgot it. Um, but out there, we didn't see any snakes. Um, we saw a good few birds, and so they have a really big brooding area for a bunch of egrets, and me and him uh, did some photography of those. He was pretty jazzed about seeing some of that stuff because you know he doesn't get a lot of the waiting birds and stuff that we get here um so that was cool we saw a handful of alligators which again that was cool for him because he doesn't see gators like it's so funny to me when people were like dude i'd never see these i'm like really like alligators yeah. i forget the entire not the entire u.s has a gajillion <laughs> of them all over the place um i will never get tired of seeing gators no man they're awesome it's like they're freaking dinosaurs dude. dinosaurs we have them dude. right here like i can go right up the street to the, my neighborhood the neighborhood my sister lives yeah. in they have gators in that pond all the yeah time. so we did have a pretty cool experience with uh one alligator um we saw a couple that we got some pictures of there's some turtles out basking and then while we were walking down so like on pygmy colony there's a lot of like freshwater ponds so the basically the whole island is surrounded by salt water but in the island you have all these freshwater ponds and um so we're walking one of the um you know one of the i guess uh a dyke. I don't think. I don't know if that would be the because a cross dyke. Yeah, goes, and that's goes what between, it is. It is. Yep. A, I thought a dyke went between a pond, but anyways, it does. Sure. So, yeah, but we weren't. We were like on the bank, but it was like a built-up bank on the side of it. You know, mm -hmm. it kind of went around. I don't know. Um, so we were walking around this pond on that, and then there was a big gator sitting in the kind of just sitting in the middle of the path. So we, you know, stopped, got kind of low, took some pictures, and got a little too close and she hissed and kind of dove into the water but she stayed right there on the edge and we got a little closer and i saw something move and i was like oh is that a snake because i thought it was a snake diving in the water right after her. and then it all of a sudden it just looked like the whole ground was moving there was probably 15 to 20 babies with this mama and so we were kind of geeking out and you know we sat there for you know 15 20 minutes trying to get good pictures and uh ben got some awesome pictures man the, he hasn't posted any of them yet though he, he posted one of the rattlesnake we found i'll get to that um but so he got some me about those and I yeah he got some really good pictures of the alligators he's got they were they were sitting so perfectly there's one baby like sitting right in the middle of um the mom's tail like right between the scoots and it was just like this perfect shot i didn't have a very long lens so i couldn't get super close with my camera but ben got some pretty awesome shots um but there was a bunch a bunch of babies around and you know we tried getting as close as we can while still staying safe you know but as soon as you took that one step too close you just hear you know with the mom getting mom getting pissy and you know, alligators are normally kind of the the puppies of the crocodilian world, as we have said before. But when it's a mama with babies, that's a, that's different a story. completely different, different story. <laughs> um, so we kept our we kept a safe distance. Um, but, you know, the babies were fresh. I mean, they were little, little guys. So that was 
really, really cool to see. Cause even I don't get to see that very yeah. often, you yeah. know, seeing like that, especially that many, I, dude, we counted at least 15. I bet you there was 20. It. Then in this other family pulled up on their electric bikes and were talking to us and kind of ruined the whole thing. And that kind of sucked. The magic uh, is gone. They were like, look at him. And they were just trying to get, and then they totally like got in front of me and Ben basically. And we're like, oh, okay, it's not like hey, we're kid, taking and put pictures. In your yeah, exactly. I dare you to touch it. Um, in the tail. I'm <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that was, that was really, really cool. I, I've only, seen something like that maybe one or two other times so uh that was neat um so yeah we did some more walking saw some more gators again unfortunately we didn't find any snakes um and that was like the sunny part of the day you know we saw i saw i could see some dark clouds coming and it was getting to around noon 12 30 and so i so we ended up you know, trekking our way out of there, which was kind of was such a long walk, man. My feet hurt so bad after all that. Uh, but we left there, went and got a sub, and then we went Where? to uh, Witch Witch. You ever been to oh, Witch Witch? Yeah. Dude, that place it's slaps, right. boy. Yeah. Right. Place slaps, boy. Um, but then we went to my favorite spot on uh, Donnelly. The other side of the county. The other side of the county, which like was literally the yeah, other side it was, of the dude, county. Dude, those are my two favorite spots, man. So I had to take like, them what, there. an hour drive from one side to the yeah, other? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the Donnelly's also closer to his hotel, and it was getting towards the end of the day, and it was looking like it was going to rain and all yeah, that. Yeah, it was really so. windy. Yeah. We yeah. Oh, yeah, it was windy. It was stupid windy. It was, it was really cold. windy. It was just, it sucked. Yeah. So we went out to Donnelly and uh, we went down the spot that I call Cottonmouth Alley. It's the first place I stop every time I go there and I walk this. This is an actual cross dike. I walk, I walk this cross dike because there's always cottonmouths. I've legit found four cottonmouths on this one stretch of land before. And so we walked that whole thing, went into the woods a bit, got all the way to the end, and which I never actually walked the end of this trail. I normally get like halfway through and turn around to go hit the rest of Donnelly because this this spot's like right at the beginning of the whole thing kind of deal. And so we walked to the end. It came to like this field, and we were about to walk into that. I was like, man, it's getting cold. It was probably 50. I bet you it was 55 degrees. It was. Yeah, that's, that's what the They're temperature about. read all day. Yeah. So it was about 55, and like I had a jacket on. And, um, so we got to the end and I was like, man, let's, let's turn around. It's getting cold and windy. Weather's bad. I was like, let's, you know, I'll take you a ride. I'll take you, take you for a ride around the rest of the WMA. And they were just walking back and talking, talking. And I look over all of a sudden this little pattern caught my eye, man. And it was about a, I think it was probably less than a foot long little baby cane break. It was funny. It was sitting right for, cause on our way there, I saw this tree with like some roots kind of growing over, but it had like this hole that was dug out and it made like a den underneath the tree. And on our way there, I actually stopped and looked inside of that to see if there's anything around there, mm -hmm. but I didn't have a flashlight. So I can't get a, couldn't get a great look. And, you know, but I sat there for a minute and looked around and kind of kept going. And then on the way back, we saw this thing literally right in front of that den, dude. It was, you know, a couple feet in front of it, sitting right on the edge of the path. And I just freaked out dude and legit 55 degrees there was no sun whatsoever it was completely cloudy this thing was just hanging out right on the side of the 
right on the side of the path and i i lost it man yep. i was freaking out so me and ben spent a lot of time with that thing got some ben got some really good pictures and my i didn't even he bring my camera one. i didn't it was because i was an editor at that point and he was sent me a picture of it he's like you should have come out man yeah 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 i know i mean that was the only snake of the day but it was fine I, and I was very very glad and you know ben already had a good time minus that but i was literally like you know when he when i was talking to him he's like do you have any good spots for rattlesnakes you know and i was like uh pretty much anywhere around here you got a chance to see yeah, cane breaks. i've never seen a i've never found a cane break what never found a cane break man You've never found a cambry? Nope. Are you kidding me? I'm not. Never found a pygmy. Never found a cambrake. Have you ever found a rattlesnake? Oh, I Texas. Yeah, but I mean here, no. Like there was an Easter Jeez. Diamondback that my dad pulled off someone's property or something, and ended up bringing home for whatever reason. No, oh, jeez. And that was the only time I've seen an Eastern Diamondback, I guess, quote unquote, in the wild, and. We'll get a circle back to that in a, in a minute. But yeah, damn, I didn't know that. I know, dude. Cane breaks are like abundant around here. Where? Not Where, dude? I maybe not ladies. I, I find them all the time, dude. I've almost found as many cane breaks by now as I have copperheads. That's saying something. I found I'm just it. in the wrong part of town. Yeah, man. I th- I could have sworn I've seen cane breaks out here before, dude. That blows my mind. But yeah, That's what I'm talking about though, like I've lived on Ladies Island for yeah since yeah. 2004, and I've never seen a rattlesnake. And my parents live in like the most rural part of the island. Yeah, that's crazy, man. It's it's odd. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Might just be one of those things. Plenty of coral snakes. Yeah, at least other people see them. Yeah. But. <laughs> But yeah, so we hung around with that with that guy for a bit, and you know, there was actually a fresh burn in that area. I wouldn't say fresh; it had been a couple of weeks old, but they had burned, you know, not too far, not too long ago over there. So it made some cool backdrops, and this thing actually started like going up a tree, which I thought was really different. I've never seen them in trees before. You know, I say that you know with an open hand. It was just kind of like crawling up in the bark, you know, started working its way up, but it also started like kind of looking for like a crevice to crawl into. And it made me think if they don't, smaller ones don't go into trees. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So we spent some time with that and, uh, yeah, Ben got some good pictures. I don't think he loved all of them. The lighting was really bad. So we were using, using his flash kind of playing around with that. Um, but yeah, I thought it was cool because he asked me like, you know, he's like, do you have a good spot for rattlesnakes? And I was like, yeah, I mean, I've got, a spot where i found several you know and it's a spot yeah so of the of all snakes we could have seen i am very glad it was that granted it was a baby it wasn't you know one of the big you know five foot impressive adults that i found but you know it was it was great so yeah spent a lot of time with him i don't know i think finding a like a neonate like that or a juvenile is just as cool as finding an adult because the likelihood of you even coming across one that small that's like survived for any extended yeah. amount of time is actually pretty impressive. Yeah. No, yeah, absolutely. You know, I just like find the big adults are just so impressive. Oh, yeah. And, you know, like, like I found the biggest cane break I've ever seen on Donnelly before, man. I, oh my God, it was beautiful. I've actually found two monster cane breaks on Donnelly. I've probably found five or six total. Why um, are we going out there tomorrow? Dude, you just gotta tell, dude, you know I go out there all the time. You just gotta tell me. I'm always working. Go. I know you always working. And they close at dusk. 
What do you mean they close? They close. Wildlife doesn't close. The wildlife they, management area Mother does. Nature closes for no one. <laughs> yeah, but the gates getting onto the WMA do. Locks are meant to be broken. Oh God! See, that's what. What we, are they going to do? That's what we Arrest don't condone. You? Yeah, DNR works out there, homie. They got cuffs. That's why you wear a ghillie suit. <laughs> I mean, it could be done. I could wear a Sasquatch suit. I bet you they won't mess with me if they think I'm real. Swamp man. Dude, mud suckers out there shoot you. They they think they see if they think they see freaking Governor McMaster's about to be a very happy man. First Sasquatch tagged and bagged. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. But yeah. After that, we made the walk back to the truck and drove around Donnelly and. Went back to his hotel, hung out for a minute, said our goodbyes, and he was off to New York. Just as mysteriously as he appeared, he was gone. He was gone. Yeah, no, we had a had a great time. Ben's an awesome dude, and uh, he's cool to hang out with. But he'll be at Daytona. Oh, so yeah. So be sure to say hi to Ben at Daytona. Dude, everyone's going to Daytona this year. Dude, everybody's going. I'm so like if I freaking up, excited. If I end up having to miss out this year, I'm going to be really upset. I would be. Yeah. Like the one year that Chris is going and all the other, like everybody. Everybody. Carly's not going, which is kind of lame, but yeah. whatever. Going to be like that, Jones. <sighs> well, while you were there, me and Katie went to Edisto Island, which is sort of between us and Charleston, slightly closer to Charleston. Which, oddly enough, actually, if you look at... So, we were talking about St. Helena earlier. That's the island that is next to Ladies Island here. The back end of that, there's like a sound, right? Mm -hmm. Between St. Helena, and then there's the sound, and then there's Otter Island, and then Edisto's right there. So, like, literally, if there was a bridge from the back of of St. Helena... Cut that drive in half. It would... Yeah, because you have to go literally... All the way around to get it. Yep. If they had something from St. Helena to Otter to Edisto, it would literally be like a 30 minute drive. Like it's right there. It'd be nothing. It's insane. And I know for years they've talked about, about doing one, but <clears throat> like a bridge or something, but That'd I don't know a if it'll ever happen. A bridge, man. So, yeah. But we were up there. So we stopped at, we were like, Edisto is kind of like, have you ever been to Tybee Island in Georgia? Or Myrtle Beach, it's like a, a sort of a weird combination of both of those. Yeah, it's it's a weird place. It's very cool. It's unique. It's yeah. I mean, it's it's like mini Myrtle. Yeah, that's, yeah, it's that's the like best Daytona way to put it. a little bit without all the shops and all the other stuff. There's literally not much out there as far as like it's its own little Florida in yeah, South Carolina, yeah. own little piece of Florida. So we were in like the beach part of that where all the people are, and then if you drive down the road like ten minutes, there's a place called Botany Bay, which is also a WMA. And you stop at this little station, fill out a card that basically says you're there. That way, I guess when DNR comes through to close up, they can count how many cars came in left and how many cars are are still there that they can go and hunt down. And we stopped there and we we ended up doing a bit of walking. There's a bunch of uh, old like 1800s era buildings and remains of like plantation houses. And there's some other little like ice house where they used to keep the ice with like a little hole covered up with like boards with a door Dude, over it. And that's where they used to keep the ice. And like, I love looking through abandoned buildings, man. Oh God. 
that's yeah. like some of the best places to find freaking snakes. But there is this well, there's just one area where that ice house is, and apparently, what was the story behind it? So there was this Chinese gentleman that came over. I want to say it was like the 1830s, maybe. But he came and he was like the groundskeeper for this this section, this area, this plantation, I guess. But he brought over a ton of like oriental plants and stuff and planted them. And mm-hmm. so there's this area behind this little like uh, it's like a garden shack almost like it had an old wheelbarrow in it and stuff. But you go back there and it's the same sort of trees you see in like documentaries on like Indian stuff. And so you get back there and it's this weird amalgamation of like South Carolina palms, but then these clearly non-native <laughs> trees and like, All right. I took video of it. I'll just send it to you, but it was, yeah. it was freaking cool, man. We looked, we walked around there for a long time and there's a, a really, really long uh, road like that you can walk down and we, there's a bunch of little off trails from that that have some like historical little sites on them and stuff too. And so we walked around a lot and I was sure that we'd see something because it was, yeah, because y'all were doing that Sunday when it was a little warmer out, weren't you? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because it was yeah. like a high. It was, it it was, was in like warmer. the upper 70s. I it think, was a lot warmer on Sunday, yeah. And so it was like cooler in the shade, but in those sunny spots, I was like, dude, this is like it's toasty. perfect. And I was sure we'd see something, and we didn't. Uh, but that's another spot that I definitely want to go out there and look around because after we finished walking around, you get in your car and there's like this driving tour that you do that they have like all these historical sites that they talk about marked and what they are or what they used to be. And you drive through this WMA and there's, it's what was really cool is there was like signs everywhere on the side of the road that says don't run over snakes. And it had like a car nice. with like a snake under the wheel, yeah. like exclamation point. That's <clears throat> I cool. Taken I've, never, a picture I've never seen signs like that. Yeah. That's I awesome. mean, we must've passed like five of them throughout that's the whole awesome thing. i love that and so i was like well that's a good sign because clearly they have enough of them to feel like they have to put a sign out that says yeah don't run them over so this may not be the one i was thinking of when you told me about it because i didn't think the one that i was thinking of was any driving i thought it was all walking i could be wrong i've never actually been there so yeah well there's the driving portion and then there's like a section down at the very end of it where there's a, a beach that looks almost exactly like the beach at hunting island the mm. part with all the dead trees yeah. and stuff like exactly like that except so you have to just like at hunting island as well where you have to, like there's a boardwalk and you walk through like these like one or two hammocks mm. little island like small miniature islands that have trees and stuff on right. them, but they're tiny right. and you walk through those to get to the beach and then you get to the beach and it was just like those low-lying palms that are just like crack for eastern diamondbacks oh yeah and i was like man it was so thick that i was like i i if i wasn't so sure that i'd probably get bit by something i'm walking yeah. through there i probably would but no man i get i get skeeved down anything any grass above my ankles like if it's something like, about his past and a rattlesnake ah ah brings back flashbacks to texas yeah it's so funny i still have like this image of that whole thing happening in my head it's kind of crazy i think about it all the time yeah so we did that and then the serpentarium which is actually like you pass that going out to edisto like the actual little beachy part that we were at 
they were open. They're only open. Let's say Thursday, Friday, and Saturday for some mm. reason right now. So we didn't get to stop there, but it is what it is. And then on our way back, so when we left Edistode head home, we stopped at there's this. It's in Jacksonboro, which is this tiny, 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 tiny little town between uh, Edisto and like getting to Beaufort. This is the one I was talking. That's the about. one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. This is the Edisto Nature Trail, so it's part of the Ace Basin, which is a big part of that whole area of the of the section of coast there. Um, it's the Edisto Nature Trail, and so it's like off the highway. And I've passed by it a million times. Yeah. I always wanted to stop there, but Same. never did. Same. So as we were driving to Edisto Saturday, I was like, oh, we passed it. I was like, we should hit that up on our way back home. And so we did. And oh my God, dude, that is like officially one of my favorite spots like really? of all time. Really? It was freaking cool. It used to be, I guess, what it was way back when, because phosphate mining has always been a big thing mm. in like the, the creeks and stuff here. Mm. And this used to be like an old phosphate mining area. And so there's like all these little canals and stuff. But you walk through it and you walk through the same thing, like crazy dense palm, like low lying palm, like eastern diamondback uh, habitat. uh, Of course, didn't see anything while we were there. But there's like boardwalks that take you through this. It's just a cypress swamp with like massive, like hundreds of year old cypress Dude, trees that are I just huge like cypress swamps man. and it was actually surprisingly like you look at it and you don't you can't see anything from the road as far as what it is and like how far it goes and stuff like that so when you get out and you start walking i was sort of under the impression initially i was like oh this is just a short little half circle and then it's like cool whatever right. like that thing went on for a hot minute like we must have it must have taken us like an hour and a half or two hours to walk the whole thing wow um are there areas was, you can like get off and actually like go off the beaten path and like you know go flip stuff and if whatnot? You, yeah if you wanted to there was some of it was was really dense um but there was a few spots with like a bunch of like fallen logs and stuff that i i walked over and started mm-hmm. looking around and poking around and didn't see anything but oh my god that place dude like that at night would be slightly terrifying but also really freaking cool do you think you'd be allowed to walk it at night there was nothing saying you couldn't some flashlights know, right there right at desk I also, I also envision it being like a Blair Witch kind of thing. I don't know. That's why you go with the buddy system, man. I yeah. We'll, we'll both right up there, strapped, right at desk. Yep. Be all right. No, that's like that's one that like hundred percent we have to go do. Yeah, no, for sure. Within like the next like month. Yeah, dude. That because that's the thing is like right from May to June, like the month of May, like from now to the end of May is gonna be like the time like and that's one of those places too time. where i'm sure if you go because we got there it was you were there about midday it was about 11 in the morning i think okay. when we finally got there but if you had gotten there like earlier sort of like as sun was coming up or if you got there as it was getting later in the day like i could just see that place coming alive because it was just it was unreal it was just so cool like you the paths like have these little boardwalk sections that go over some of the parts that get more water, I guess, through them and stuff like mm. that. And like you walk along some of these canals and there's like a wooden railing and stuff. It's just, it's freaking sweet. Like we got to go check it out. And oh, yeah, 
hundred percent. Even even though we didn't find anything, you know, it was still it was just like not knowing what was back there and having right. always saying, I'm gonna stop and check it out. Yeah. You know, it was like this is I wish I had done it sooner because yeah. this is such a cool spot. And I never sure would have thought all that was back there. There's a certain time of year, I'm sure, where it's just hopping with with snakes and stuff. Yeah, dude, I bet. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I've passed by that place a billion times, and every time I see it, I'm like, oh, I I want to stop there. You know, it's because I've always meant to do it. I always forget until I'm on top of it going by it. I'm like, well, f, you know. But yeah, now that we know it's that good. Definitely got it. Definitely got to go. I was, I was legitimately amazed that I didn't, we didn't see anything because there was nobody out there. There was, I think there was a couple cars parked there when we got there and there was one old couple that we saw, but the other people, I didn't see anybody there, but I guess that was a, that was a Monday that we, we came back. Oh yeah, that was last Monday that we came back. So maybe that's why there wasn't anybody there. It might be a different story on the weekends. Like yeah. it might be more popular, but I don't know. That also doesn't strike me as a spot that people are gonna be like, "Oh, let's stop and go." Yeah, it's just like this little hole in the wall yeah, trail, you know. Like you just pull up and park. You see the and sign, and that's out. kind of it. Like yeah. there's a little parking lot right there in front of it, and then and all it says is like nature walk. Yeah, you know, like. It's... Oh yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, have to plan a Sunday or I'll take off on a Monday and we'll go do it first thing in the morning. I mean, you passed Donnelly going out there too. So, yeah, I make a whole day of it. Yeah. Donnelly's cool because it's like you can pretty much road cruise that. Now that I've seen where it's at, because you yeah. were like, oh, yeah, it's what'd you say? It was like 20 minutes from your house. Yeah. I was like, oh, I've never seen that before. And then we passed. I was like, oh. Yeah. You know, there was another one. So there's like Bear Island. Mm -hmm. And there's another. I think they said it's like a wildlife viewing area somewhere along that stretch. Not far from Bear. I don't know. There was another spot that we passed. Maybe it's Whitehall is what I'm thinking of. I don't. Hmm. I don't know. But there's another spot that we as we were driving by. I was like, that's another spot that we should probably check out. Because mm -hmm. I know. Like your your road cruising spots out in that general area and. There's plenty of other roads and stuff we haven't been down. Oh, yeah. No, dude. There's like, lots of areas back there. So my spot, my road cruising spot's well before Donnelly. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, no. that's There's a lot of... That whole place is made up of basically WMAs, man. Like, yeah. I know, like, I know Donnelly... Basin. It's, yeah. You know, it's a big, big part yeah. of the ecosystem down here. I know Donnelly very well, and I know Bear Island pretty well. I've spent quite a bit of time on Bear Island, too. Um which Bear Island is a very cool place. There are like people um, living out there. Or no? uh, there's like wild, like DNR guys that live out there, but uh, not like not the general public. Not on like the actual it's island. It's not like Kalawasi or something. No, 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 no. Donnelly, Donnelly, and Bear Island are WMAs, so they're wild. You should have taken areas. Ben to freaking Kalawasi if you want to see gators. Yeah, I can't. You can't just go into Kalawasi. Yeah, you can. No, you can't. You have to have a reason to be out there. Oh, there is a gate, isn't there? Yeah, it's gated. You can't just whip up into Kalawazi, boy. Hmm. Who do you think you is? I mean, I, I can during working hours spring. in my work truck, <laughs> but just don't mind our hooks. Yeah, there no. ain't a there ain't a damn pond on Kalawazi that doesn't have at least one gator. Dude, in it. it's like you drive by and you see the lane. 
the dudes that do the landscaping there's like a gator on the bank and they're like a couple feet from it just weed whacking like almost like it doesn't even exist and the gators are just sitting there like whatever dude golfers are on the golf course yeah. there's like a gator less than 50 yards from just hanging out yeah it's it's what, nuts. Oh, man, there was one day i was out there this was a while ago but that was like one of the biggest damn gators i've ever seen in my life dude i've seen some dozers out there man like holy watch your dogs because I go to Kalawasee once a month to do all my inspections, Kalawasee and Spring Island. And yeah, dude, there's so many gators. That and freaking um, Sun City, dude. I haven't even, I haven't been in Sun City for years. I've, I, I spent a lot of time in Sun City just for when I was mapping out. I spent an entire summer mapping out all the drainage in Sun City and, Oh my gosh, the amount of gators in there and snakes and there's Retirees. all types of stuff in there, man. Oh yeah, the old people are just whew. they run that joint. That's a different breed, boy. Yeah, you're not even allowed to live in there unless you're over fifty five. Really? Yeah. You can't even live in Sun City unless you're over fifty five. Hmm. Yep. Yeah, so a lot of a lot of cool spots we gotta scope out and you gotta start working less. I know. Fuck. Working on it. Cause dude, I hate I hate doing all this stuff by myself, man. I know. I hate walking around. Just a lonely guy. I'm always on these trails just walking by myself. I'll occasionally pass somebody who's like oh, just right. talking to yourself like I'm there. Yeah, you know. Smitty, come hey, on. Buddy, I found one. Yeah, but this man. brings up a good because not seeing anything in both the areas I was was surprising. And then it just makes me think about the whole down pine trees and scarlet kings and bark and stuff like that like you hear people say like that's that's a good way to find scarlet kings but i've never found any like that and so it makes me wonder as i'm walking around both the edisto nature trail and botany bay that i'm like what am i missing yeah but like, what, what are some of these how like, many thousands many... of downed pine trees are there you know how big those things are you know what I mean? So it's oh, like no. there's so many pine trees and then there's so much to go through on said pine trees. I like... just think about the guys that go out herping a lot and they know like they can look at a certain area and be like there's prob there's there's a very high likelihood that there's something in there and it's gonna be X, Y, or Z. Right. And like I think about the Clamp brothers that own Edisto Serpentarium and like they know all the spots and what to they've look got for. they've like, got especially for corals. Like they've got the spot for like corals. there was that ep that reptile fight club episode where they talked about herping and is it like all luck or is there like actual skill involved and i think it's a pretty even mixture of both oh yeah absolutely but i want to like how the hell do you learn the skills i mean other than going out and just doing it that's like, that's how that's the thing dude it's like i walk into areas you know when, like when i was mapping a lot you know i was going through a lot of you know funny areas or cool areas and you can ask my coworker. I'd walk into a spot and I'm like, "Ooh, this feels juicy," you know. And then we find something, you know. But there just, was plenty of spots you where just I was learn. Like, this is, there has to be something here. But there's that's no the, way that's there's the, not. That's the thing, though, is like you're gonna find spots that look good and you don't find anything. Number one, that doesn't mean it's not there. But number two, it just wasn't there but right that's where then. The, the the luck versus the skill thing comes in handy because like, that, if you have the skill a, and yeah. you've seen these things, you know. Yeah, that's the thing. It's never you can never look at a spot and say, I know there's gonna be a snake in here. You can never say that. Because no matter how good a spot looks, there's still a 
50 plus percent chance of there not being a snake there. You know what I mean? That's where like the skill is knowing the right habitat. The luck is there being actually being something there. You know what I mean? Because that's the right thing. Place, right time thing. Yeah, it There's is. But certain... it's also like you can't flip over every single piece of bark, every single rock, every single whatever. I'll give you the perfect example. This was again while I was mapping at work. We were walking, walking up to map this pipe going to a pond. And I came to a spot that had a lot of down um, pine bark, like off a tree. There's just pine bark all over the place. I was flipping pine bark over left and right, boy, going on nothing. I was like, man, I can't find anything. My coworker comes up and he, cause he always kind of got into it whenever I was mm -hmm. looking around, you know, he comes over, flips one piece of bark, little hog nose laying right underneath it. And I was like, what the F, you know, but like, that's, that's how it is. You go to a spot, you think it's good. You flip, 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 nothing, but you're not flipping the one piece that it is. Under. Maybe I'm thinking in terms of like birders. Where they're like, oh, there's this, like, here's a nice cypress swamp area. We know that spoonbills like to nest here. Like, they can look at certain areas that have certain kinds of trees, and they're like, oh, these are, like, there's certain birds that like to nest in these. Yeah, I'm going to go for look sure. for them. Like, I think there's something with herps and herping there that people are like well there's a down pine tree let's start taking some of the bark off because yeah kings like to be under there yeah, exactly and that's that's the knowledge right there and the skill but then the luck is there being one there you know what i mean like i don't know they're so good at hiding and there's so many places for them to hide you know the it's hard they're hard to find you know what i mean like you got to put in that's why like you know all the hours I've spent herping is like, you know, you only find so many snakes for how an ungodly amount of time that you put into it. But the time that you actually find stuff is what makes it all worth it. Well, just like the little pond area by my parents' house that we were walking around a couple weeks ago. Yeah, that, like, was, that should be crawling with yeah, Nerodia. That was juicy as all get out, but nothing around. So that's that doesn't mean like they're what, not there, though. Gives? That doesn't mean they're not there, though. You know what I mean? Just because they're there doesn't mean you're there. Just because you don't see them don't mean they're not there. Right. You but I mean? it makes no sense that it's such good habitat for them and you don't see one basking on all the trees and stuff that were downed and hanging yeah. over that water. Like, that's what makes me go, like, what the hell? Yeah, because even in that, the, with all the frogs that were around and yeah. everything, like it's not like it was just like a dead pond with nothing happening in it. Like there was, you know, small fish and frogs and all types of goodies around there. But I don't know. That's where the luck comes in. Because that's a, that's the thing. It's like yes, there is skill, but like you just have to be lucky to flip the right piece or come across this thing as it happens to be crossing the road. You know what I mean? Like you just got to be right place, right time. I don't like it. Yeah, that's harping. Got to get used to it. Do you think it's better to go into herping not expecting to find anything? Absolutely. Absolutely. Are you less disappointed when you do that? Well, that's the thing is like I've gotten skunked so many times. I've spent so much time in the woods and hiking and rokers and all that. It's like I never like... <clears throat> I go out like expecting to find stuff and hoping to find stuff, but never like, Oh, I'm finding something today. Sometimes you know, I'll have a good feeling and I'll, you it'll be great. That, like, you know, that sense 
Yeah, you'll like have something feels different. Yeah, tonight's gonna like be I'm a gonna, good night. You and that's know? how I felt the night I found that ring, Nick. I was like, I feel like the 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 stars are aligning for me this evening. You I'm found the ring, Nick. You found the ring, Nick. Yeah, because there's been, but then it's been the opposite too, though. It's like I've gone out. There's one night I went for a road cruise, and I was like, oh boy, it's gonna be the night. You know, I didn't find anything. Yeah. Got completely skunked. But then there's been nights I've gone out on a whim, like, ah, I'll try, you know, and then I blow it out of the water. That's, find like 10 snakes. Like, I want to go know? on my way home from work, especially on nights like tonight. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm not going to see anything. And gas is expensive as hell right now. So yeah, that like, is. Do a... I really want to use the gas knowing I'm probably not going to find anything? Yeah. And plus, like, tonight, tonight though, like, probably wouldn't have been a great night for you because you didn't get off till nine o'clock. You know what I mean? Like they, even though later in the summer, your late night herping is a little bit better, but like right now it's like, for me at least, like it's literally as soon as lights off for like 30 minutes to an hour, if an hour is pushing it. And it's weird. Cause like a dude, I've, I've road cruised so much at this point. It's like, they'll be hitting, 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 hitting. And then it's done nothing party's over completely yeah. you know your rokers for hours on it and you won't find anything once they're done they're done you know they have that section of like everything's alive and moving and going and then it's like flip the switch they're gone i don't know i think i've i've probably cruised more dead stuff than live stuff i, like, I won't see anything on on a certain road or street for for months and then all of a sudden oh a nice dead freshly run over copperhead it's like i probably only missed that by about 15 or 20 minutes yeah really nice like the nicest looking banded that i've seen around here like christmas freaking red flattened folded over yeah. and i'm like probably only missed that by a few minutes dude like, i missed one by a couple <sighs> seconds I pulled up to this thing. The snake was flopping around oh. like crazy. And I got out. I was like, what the heck is it doing? And I watched it die in front of me. There was that copperhead like, literally that right on this bend one night, like the first year we got this house. Mm. And it had just been hit because it, it was still moving a little bit because it that's was just worst, curled up man. on the road. And I was like, well, that's odd because it was like curled up like it was just hanging out. Right. And so I got out the car all excited and I walk up on it and I'm like, why it didn't move it's oh it's dying yep and it was Stores, a decent sized copperhead and it was clearly coming from this little lot next to the house and moving and i'm like I just, and then sucks, the dead man. coral i saw the other day <laughs> oh god street, dude. dude i felt you for that one dude i was like oh he's in so much pain oh Look, i can feel his sadness i understand Corals for some people are a regular occurrence and regular sight, and probably not. You're that so exciting. salty about that one really person am. making that comment. We're like, oh, I find corals two. all the time. It was two. Oh God. Chris Montross and I think Noah Field. Noah. No, it was KJ. Was it KJ? Yeah, it was K I know KJ was one of them. Yeah, and they were like, we, you know, we see corals all the time, and they're really not that enjoyable to see. And I'm like. Why yeah, like corals? <laughs> there's people that would say that about Western Diamondbacks out in Texas too, but for the people that don't see them all the time, it's it's a treat. And for me, it's like coral snakes are on Ladies Island. There's a decent population of them in comparison to the rest of the state. Like there's a higher percentage of them here, and so 
My neighbors see them all the time. They are, in fact, corals because they send me pictures to taunt me. And I keep telling them all because I, it's the same. It's a, so that, that stretch of road is a bunch of retirees and like everyone has at least one dog. And so in the morning you have like 20 people walking their dogs. And so they all give me updates on what they've seen, you know, cause I did a little presentation for them last year hmm. talking about the native species and stuff. Cause nice. they were, they were seeing enough stuff that they were like, we want to know what's what. Right. And so I put a PowerPoint together and everything and took nice. a corn snake and, and did a talk and everything. And, so now they're like showing me videos of like these massive copperheads they see all their driveways and like coral snakes and stuff like that. And I keep telling them like I just I want to see a live one. I haven't yeah. seen a live coral in I don't know how long. It's been probably a decade. I've never harped a coral. And of course my neighbors are like, well, there's you know they're texting. One of them works part time with my mom at the the a boat and dock supply shop, and so. You know, she texted my mom and was like, oh, there's a coral basking right now in our driveway. And oh I'm at God. work, so there's nothing I can fucking do about it. Yeah. And then I have Katie at the neighbor's house letting the dogs run around and play. And lo and behold, there's a coral right there under the magnolia that's like a really high yellow. Like, I've never seen anything like it. Katie saw it? Yeah, Katie saw it. Oh, dude. I was at work. Oh, dude. I had been at work for about 30 <laughs> minutes. That It was late sucks. morning. And so, like... And then that same neighbor's like, yeah, I, I saw another coral. Can you come over and look around and just make sure there's no, like they're, they all want me to come and like look around and make sure there's no more of them, which I'll kind of laugh because I'm like, they're, right. they're always going to be there. Yeah. And so a couple of weeks ago, two weeks ago, not even a week ago, um, I'm walking Archie down the street. And of course my neighbors are like, yeah, there's a dead coral right there on the road. And I walk, they're like, you can't miss it. It's right there. And I walk up and sure enough, man, it's a nice pretty big actually yeah that thing was coral. diesel dude and i'm just it was it had been run over it was mm. road pizza and mm. i just kind of stood there and stared at it and i feel <laughs> yeah, like the neighbors dude. looked at me like a real weirdo because i'm literally standing there with archie on a leash just like hello like batman looking at his dead parents <laughs> just and i was like this, yeah. this is yeah this that's is what my, hell feels like as in terms of like native species corals are probably my favorite second only to corns like in terms of venomous stuff they're definitely my favorite and so like when you see them in person and you see them alive it's really cool because it's like it's so different from the other stuff like copperheads and whatnot it's so light years away from that right. and like when they move like the it's almost like an optical illusion because the bands just like run together and they, right. it just it's hard to describe and pictures do them no justice. And I just want to see a live one, man. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to keep one. I really don't even necessarily want to photograph one, but I just want to see one alive for once. Yeah. And I'm hoping one of these mornings when I'm walking, because uh, I think before that I woke up one morning at like five for some reason, couldn't go back to sleep. And so I was like, road crew let's go walk and so i got archie and i was like we're gonna go walk because i was like maybe i'm just not getting up early enough like maybe they're all moving you know an hour before i'm usually out walking so we went and walked and i didn't see anything once again but <laughs> i just i think you got a little bad luck too man I know corals aren't anything special, but they're special to me, and that's all that matters. I would love to see a coral, man. I'm not gonna say they're my favorite as far as local venomous goes, because I, I do. I don't know what it is, but like, I love cane breaks. Like, I have they have really grown to be some of my favorite rattlesnakes, man. They're just so 
so unique. The ones we get around here, they're so cool, so beautiful. I don't know. I just they've they've really grown on me. Those and pygmies, just fantastic. Like, and cottonmouths, love cottonmouths. Noah or KJ and Montrose both had mentioned like how much of a pain in the ass they are to photograph, and it's like I have no doubt that they are because they're freaking spazzy. That's what a video is for. <laughs> like they're they don't sit still. No, it's like any colubrid you've ever found except faster and much more toxic. Very venomous. You know, <laughs> so it's like, yeah. I can understand where if you're trying to get a decent photo of them, that's probably a pain, but it's like, I just, they're here. The frustrating part is like, they're here. They're here in good numbers in context of like how uncommon they are in other parts of the state. And I just, I can't seem to see a live one, but everyone else around me does. It's like the guy in mall rats trying to see the sailboat on the magic eye. Like, That's everyone else walks up and they're like, oh, cool, the sailboat. And he's sitting there the entire like duration of the movie trying to see, you know, the magic eye things where you have to like cross your eyes to make the 3D image sort of pop out. Oh, yeah. He can't see it. Hmm. But everyone else just walks up like old people, kids, and they're like, oh, cool, a sailboat. <laughs> and he's just sitting there just trying to see it. And he's just like, I just want to see the damn sailboat. Damn. And it's like, that's it's kind of depressing. I just want to see the coral snakes. A pygmy would be nice too. I've never, I don't even know if we have pygmies out here. I've never seen a pygmy. Uh, I found pygmies in Ridgeland. Um, a buddy of mine, me and a buddy of mine went to a road specifically to find pygmies and we found them. That's the only place close around here I found them. But you want to find pygmies, boy? We, I know, Dude. I got a road in Tallahassee. All the pygmies you want, Bubba. I was so, <laughs> I was so close to convincing Katie to let me get some. Dude. I feel like I was I was right there. Yeah, I'm yeah, those so are probably going to be my first venomous as pygmies. I was I was I was on the cusp. I was there. They're so small. And then she somehow got spooked and nope. I'm going to have some. Those are those are going to be my first pigs or my first pots for sure, probably pygmies. And then Keller and Phil send pictures of their squams and I'm like another another Dream that'll never be keeping keeping bush vipers. This is why we just need to make our little reptile zoo. And we can get whatever we want, buddy. <laughs> that would That's be nice. So sad over there. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have much of a. I like. I want all. I pretty much want every species of local venomous we have, minus coral snakes, and. Um, you know, just have those for like educational See, there, purposes. Though, if we did the thing, we could get a coral because if we breed enough corns and stuff, we'll have plenty of food. I mean, it wouldn't be any, wouldn't be enjoyable. But when I worked at Spring Island at the nature center out there, we had a coral and we just stockpiled like dead snakes, either ones that were like brought to us that people had killed or something like little green snakes and stuff. Right. Watching that thing eat too. It's like, you'd never see it. Like that was kind of the funny part is like, some mornings I'd get there and it would be out and moving around. And whether I was in the room or not, it just kind of ignored me and it would just mm. be like cruising. Mm. They're kind of weird, like dumb looking when they, yeah. when they cruise, but like you, it would, you would stay buried. Um, but then if you put in like a little dead green snake or something, it would come out and you'd see it like kind of looking around and then it'd go right up to it and yeah. just like eat it and then disappear again. <laughs> it was pretty interesting, man. It was, yeah. it was cool. You know what I find interesting too about those is uh, 
it seems like a lot of the like professionals, you know, whether it's herpetologists, ecologists, whatever, like the one thing they do manage to get tagged by somehow seems to be corals. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Like Jeff Corwin, I think his only venomous bite was from a coral. I think Tony at one point, I think he got somehow got. That's like the one. only U.S. venomous it's species you, you don't want to get hit by. I'm like, or, but supposedly, and I think this is going back to our episode with Jack Vicente, who I would love to have on again. Um, like coral snakes, like yeah, they're super toxic, but they're also some of the easiest to treat. Yeah, thankfully. don't they just put you on a ventilator and you kind of ride it out? I believe so, but don't quote me on that. Yeah, I feel like that's what I've heard, but. I don't know, man. That'd be the last thing I'd want to get bit by. It may be the least of like painful, but I don't know. They're just, I don't know what it is about them, man. Maybe I think I said, I think it's just the fact that they're so far removed from the crotalids and stuff. I mean, they're also the only native U.S. lapids. Right. Like, and that's I mean, that, that alone is cool. And it's odd that those, I like those so much and I'm not that big into a lapids. Yeah. Like I, if I ever do keep venomous, like I don't ever plan on having any sort no. of elapids. No. I have no desire to. Me neither. <laughs> but corals, for some reason, man, I just like to me, it's just so cool. And the fact that something that, when you see them in person too, especially, it's like something that bright and vibrant, the fact that those can survive and nothing fucks with them. It's kind of like they're not big snakes. Mm-hmm. They're super shy snakes. They're super secretive. Like you usually if you come up on one, like they take off immediately. But that's also the thing about like, you know, wild animals is normally in the wild. Bright colors means right. dangerous. So like most animals know that like it's an instinct. So that's probably a big reason why they don't get right. It's just with. interesting because it's, you know, you see that that warning color sort of in action and you see it in the background of like the dead oak leaves and stuff, too. And it's just odd. But it somehow works, I guess. Kind yeah. of, I don't know what it is exactly about them that I just, that fascinates me. Like if I ever get another yeah. snake tattoo, it'll probably be a coral. I thought you had a coral tattoo. No. What? I really? talked about wanting one. I thought you had a coral tattoo for some reason. No. Hmm. I'm just an idiot. Uh, other than that, I would love to see some more corns. You know, yeah, I'm man. really hoping I can come across a couple of, uh, a couple of youngsters this year to add to the group yeah i think both Would my females cool. are in so my ladies island females definitely in her prelay shed nice it feels like it's been taking an eternity i don't know if it's just me or if it actually does take longer for them to go through the whole cycle with the prelay than it does a regular shed the blood red female she shed i thought maybe that was a prelay but i i sort of palpated her last night a little bit and didn't really feel anything so i put the male back in with her and then of course he chased her around for ever i feel bad for her she's just she wants nothing to do with him but he's like all about it um the shell point female she's in a shed cycle too i don't know if it's a prelay i think it is she's looking i think when i put the mail in with her she looked like she, maybe she was ovulating because she was looking really thick you put lady another ladies island to her right i put the dark male that produced the babies from last yeah. year with her and then the lighter male that i didn't breed last year went in with the ladies on female yeah but he's also a ladies on male. He's just yeah. a lighter one of the two. Yeah. Um, I might need another female out of that, out of one of those. It would be nice. Um, I'm really anxious to see as far as breeding back some of those offspring to, to mom. Uh, I kept 2.2. Mm. 
So I'm really, really anxious to see what happens there in the next two years, whatever. Dude, you got to see one of the ones I got from you. That thing is bright. There was a lot I mean, of like a surprising amount yeah, of variation. That one of the one of mine is like this crimson, mm-hmm. like light crimson red. That's just oh, dude, fucking killer. I'm very anxious to see how those turn out yeah. over time, like how they develop. Because I, you know, Joe Rosa has some out, some out in I think he's in California, if I'm not mistaken. I sent him mm-hmm. some because he he won an auction and his voucher. You know, I was like, I'll send you a pair of these, and he's been sending me updates of them periodically, and they're looking good. Yeah. Um, they're actually starting to chill out a good bit too. Like initially, yeah, mine are feisty, dude, mine are like fine. Minor. Yeah, mine are fine. I had both mine out today while I was cleaning. I was doing kind of a deep clean on the snakes today. I had both mine out. Yeah, they're fine. They used to be snappy yeah. as all get out, but yeah, no, they're they're perfect now. They don't hardly even rattle their tails mm-hmm. at me anymore. It's gonna so be. Cool. I'm I'm anxious. You know, it's considering that both those ladies island animals were. Like the the female was found across the street from my parents at their neighbor's house when she was like a little hatchling, and then the male he was smaller. I remember when you found that house. one? That that the male? Oh, the no, the shell point one. Yeah, yeah, I remember when you found that thing as a baby. Yep. That's actually really cool that she's. Yeah, I've been breeding now. Hoping I can get my hands on another one from that same area and hope it looks as good as that one does. Holy shit! Um, yeah. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I got three more corns from Chris over the week. Oh, yeah. You got those in. Mm-hmm. That's right. Nice. He sent me an AML mask, um, which I have that one. I'm supposed to get the AML buff from Ryan Cox that he has. I'm probably going to get that at the end of the month. But I, Chris sent me that female to breed to that male down the road because they're yeah. still young. And then he sent me... Oh. I have to, let me look it up because they, <laughs> they've got a bunch of heads and like Head heads going on, and it's just dude. That's why I got my anneries from him. They're like he's like it's at this, at this, blah blah. blah. And I'm yeah. like, dude, I'm just gonna breed these things, and you tell me what I get. <laughs> like, oh, I don't okay, know. so that mask Amel is Het Sunkissed, which is awesome because that's something I want to do. I have Het Sunkissed male that is gonna get a lot of work done when he's old enough. Uh, a male motley striped tessera het anery ultra male pos het sun kiss hypo um and then an ultra male stripe het anery pos het sun kiss hypo as well so which i think do you have anything anery yeah. you have one right yeah yep, the one from jt yeah um but the other female that chris sent me a while ago i think she's a clutch mate to the ultra male stripe i could be wrong I don't know. But they're all awesome. Chris has got some really cool stuff in the works. Um, I think we're going to try and do a Corn Stars episode with Montross. Oh, that would be cool. He and Chris were talking about it, I guess, the other day. Um, you can't come. Okay. <laughs> talking about corn snakes. Oh, my bad. He'd be like, I'm gonna invite Jake, but there's gonna be a very strict rule that no Nerodia speak will come up during the Corn Stars episode. It has to stay See, you on can't, track. You can't put that as a stigma if me and Montrose are on a show together, man. That you know that's not gonna fly. Yeah, it's Dude, and then see, then our buddy Brendan. I wanna have, I wanna get him on, on he here. has yeah, but he has some sun he a pair of sun kiss that he's 
parting with. And so I was like, I'll send you some bears for those. And so that's going to happen at some point here soon. And then. Dude, why are you, move, are you moving all your bears, I'm not moving man? all my bears. What are look, you doing? Look. What are you doing, man? And then Elijah Day Sell has, out? has an Okatee that is somehow going to end up in my possession at some point. He said he's going to come up here and like deliver it himself. Which would be awesome. That's because he wants to go harping with a man. He does. The man himself. (laughs) Yep. Come on, man. Be awesome, man. Put you on it. Yes, I do want to get Brennan on too. Yeah, no, yeah. Brennan's awesome. Like that guy. Yeah. Got some het hypo bears in the works, hopefully. Uh, Female Dion's is in a prelay shed. And that's something I wanted to put on the little list to talk about was like I'm I uh, when I breed these Dion's and I get eggs and I hatch them and stuff I'm planning on doing an article for the website because it's been kind of frustrating she's going into a prelay and so normally it's like cool you get a prelay you know two weeks later whatever you get eggs with these because they sit on them for so much longer and then they lay them and then they hatch in a fast like a shorter period of time I'm like, okay, well, if I get a prelay shed, does that mean I expect eggs 40 days after the prelay? Like, is that, that, that too has to be delayed, I'd imagine. Just, so doc, I, just document, you know, the day. Right. Well, I, I did some reading because I had like a paper on Dion's and reading them and they didn't really mention anything about it. Um, I asked Rob Stone and Rob was like, I don't have anything on hand that would tell me. And then for whatever reason, I didn't think to ask the guy that actually has bred and hatched the little one that I have here, Dr. Loafman. And I, for some reason, I was just making it so much harder on myself trying to find this information. And then I just messaged Doc and I was like, what was the time frame between the time she shed and the time you got eggs? He's like, uh, like 30 to three to four weeks. Of course. Well, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> so don't, if you know somebody that's done it, like, sure, do your research and find it. But at the same time, it's like you can also save yourself some frustration and confusion and just ask the person that's done it outright. Yeah. Because I even, I messaged uh, Rob Kellaway. He's in the UK. He's He's got a ton of DMs. So I messaged him and I don't, I don't remember if he responded or not. But <laughs> I was like, I just want answers. I don't know. What what I mean, it really doesn't matter because I check them every day anyways. Like I check all the females in the mornings when mm-hmm. I wake up and then I check them all when I get home from work. Um, I got a bunch of egg boxes ready and in the incubator, like warmed up to temp, ready to rock and roll. Way to be, way to be. Uh, the thorn scrubs, I don't know if they're going to go or not. Like I've had the mailing with the female for a couple weeks now. Haven't noticed any noticeable action from them. I just separated them over the weekend to feed him, get some food in him, and he might go back. But Chris also said they might go later. So we'll see. I, don't, I might have my hands full with all the corns and beards and stuff anyway. So if those don't go, it's not that big of a deal. It's just one of those things where I'm like, let's try it out. Let's see what happens. You have baby space for all this stuff? We're working on that. We'll figure it out. <laughs> they don't take up a lot. I have that hatchling rack that's like half empty. And then I have an entire other smaller hatchling rack at my parents' house that mm. I need to go pick up at some point. But I have to figure out what to do with these two first because the wife keeps asking me <laughs> what I'm going to do with them. And now I'm thinking I'm going to keep that piece of shit, that homemade rack that I 
loathe, but what? because of all the stuff that I have, like I'm gonna have holdbacks. I got the other stuff coming from the from the, the peeps. Gotta have Man, something else to put then, in. But where the hell then, am I gonna put that? By then we're gonna be due for another black box. Pick up, get you another XR twenty. Rock and roll. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I don't. I don't know. Either way, we got till early next year. We get another black box pickup. I got to get something before then because the Ackies need need something soon. Oh. That female Ackie dude. I was feeding them the other day. She bit the shit out of my pinky. <laughs> Completely missed the mealworm. Oh, she gave you she gave you a bite looking for food. My, my my pinky moved, and I think that was immediately like the oh there it is, and then why? So Henrietta, you asshole. Didn't even draw any blood though. It, yeah. just, it was funny. She gets she got so excited, dude. They get super spazzy for food. But looking at her, she's so freaking. They they're growing like crazy. Like she's so much tail now. Yeah. Like I was looking at her the other day. I was like, oh my god! Like literally, you're bigger than you were two weeks ago. So they're gonna need something soon. I was talking to Jen about it actually the other day and figure it out. My geckos are due for an upgrade, man. Those little little Pokemon are growing like little weeds. I finally got the grain mite situation under control with my table. Yeah. Nice. Had to throw out all my bug colonies, and then I wiped down the table thoroughly with like uh, Clorox wipes. And it seems to have done the trick because I haven't seen any of them since. Nice. It's nice to have my table back. It sucks not having a table. Like, I didn't want to put anything on it because as soon as you put something on it and you leave it there, like, they cover. The green mites would cover it, and they're not, like, they're harmless, but they're just a pain. I didn't want those all over everything else. Yeah. Next thing you know, they're in your bedding and all that crap. (coughs) Well, is there anything else? Nope. I think we're about at uh, at that point. Well, this was good. Yeah. We didn't really have anything planned, but this worked out. Yeah, this was we our did, first. We I do was... more herping and talk about that yeah. more. Yeah, exactly. Do our one-on-one field from the field yeah. reports. From the field. Yeah, I think this is our first one-on-one that actually made an hour and a half. So, <laughs> I mean, at least the last the last two were more like an hour or so. But. Well, this episode was brought to you by blackboxcages.com. Check them out on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, hit them up. You need to rack turnaround times or I think still about two weeks right now. So best lead times in the biz. Yep. And uh, Steve Snake Shore and Venom Hot Sauce. Check it out. Grab you some. We will be back for Snakes and Stogies 116 on Monday. And then Thursday we have a pretty cool guest lined up for THP. Um, looking forward to that. So thank you. Have a good one.